This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Misty. This is going to be a little bit different today. So I've started this new podcast series and I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to call it stories from the past or survivor stories from myself or what I'm going to call it yet. But this is going to be kind of like <clears throat> a new series for me. So um, first off, if you're with an abuser, do not listen to this podcast. Hang up, guys. No, do not put yourself in danger. And I really hope that you get a safety plan in order if you're still in an abusive relationship and you see the red flags and those signs and all of those things. Um, and, and also reach out to your local crisis lines in your state, in your city, in your area for assistance, immediate assistance. If you're just someone who is, you know, you don't know if you're going through abuse and you, and you would just like to talk to someone, maybe an advocate, um, and you don't know your crisis line numbers, you can also reach out to the National Domestic Violence, or the National, Co- the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. I'll get it right in a minute. That number is 1-800-799-7233. As you all know, this podcast is unedited. So I will not be editing anything that I say out of the podcast, even this mess up, even these little bit of mess ups, because, well, I just kind of figure it like this. We're all human. We make mistakes. We have faults in our lives. So why not be authentic and why not be just raw and real? So that's what today is about. It's just, excuse me, raw and real. Hi, again, my name is Misty, and this is part of my story. When I was 18 years old, I met this guy. He was just like every other guy. I mean, he was this older guy. I mean, he was like 24 years old. My mother was not ever going to say it's okay for you to date this fella. When I first met him, I never thought that he was that great looking. There was no detraction there, really. But I had grew up whenever I was a young girl without a father figure in my life. My dad was killed when I was just a baby. So I never really had that father figure. And I do believe now, looking back on it, that that's what I was in search for. Maybe that was why... You know, when he did show me some attention and affection, I kind of, you know, gravitated to that this person. So that's that's one of the things that I think led me, you know, in this toxic relationship. <clears throat> so I was 18, he was 24, and we had, uh, I had gotten pregnant, um, and then the relationship started. Of course, my mother never approved, but since there was a child involved, she was going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and actually give him a chance. 
So I'm going to tell you a, a story of one time when I was going through this abuse. So I did marry this man when I was eight. I turned 18. Let's see, I was 17 when I met him. I got pregnant when I was 17 years old. I got I got married to him two months after I had my child. And we lived in an apartment, which is not too far from where I do the job that I do today. And um, I worked as a CNA. I got my certified nursing assistant license or certification when I was just 18. And I worked at a nursing home taking care of the elderly. And one night in that apartment, it was like late in the evening and he wanted me to cook supper. So I told him I would cook, you know, he had hamburger helper and some hamburger meat laid out on the counter. And I started cooking hamburger helper. And as I stood there cooking this hamburger helper, he randomly just walked up behind me and balled his fist up and hit me in the back of the head. And I can remember falling to the floor and I was holding the back of my head and I started crying and I started asking him, why, why, why did you just hit me in the back of the head? And his response was, is you was not cooking the hamburger helper the right way. So, later on that evening, and I don't remember what transpired after that, because I kind of went into like this, you know, this fight, this fight for your life mode, where I kind of blacked out a little bit. So I don't really remember between that time and the time right before it started getting dark at night. So all I do remember is, is sitting on a couch in this small apartment. And then the small apartment had a fireplace and there was a, you know, fire poker there, you know, and a, you know, this little thing, you know, where you clean the fire, the uh, fireplace out and such. And this was like an old Victorian style home. And so that what they done was is the people who owned this place and, and it was a house, they took their rooms and they made it into apartments back, back then. And so each individual room had apartment, it had been made into apartments. And so anyways, don't want to get off the subject, but I was sitting on the couch and he was standing at the fire, at the mantle, the mantle in the fireplace. And I can remember he picked the fire poker up and he said, I'm going to kill you with this fire poker. I'm going to chop you up into small pieces and I'm going to bury your body under this house, under these apartments, because no one will ever miss you. You will never be missed. No one will ever look for you, and I will get away with it. So I can remember all night long, like, it, what seemed like forever. One night seemed like two or three nights glued into one, because the time just seemed to sit still at this moment and I can remember just I was like in a ball you know just kind of like and he was like I was in a ball sitting on a couch if you can imagine and he was like 
sitting in front of me and the lights were off and he had a lighter and he would flick the lighter like close to my face and say are you asleep b-i-t-c-h you told me the b word because if you go to sleep tonight i'm killing you you're gonna die you're going i'm gonna either burn you up i'm gonna chop you up either way you're gonna die and he was holding the fire poker in one hand and the lighter in the next. And I had to get up that morning at six o'clock. And so, mind you, this is like one in the morning. And at six o'clock, I was gonna have to go get a get up from the couch, go get a shower, well, probably five o'clock, get a bath, get dressed, and then walk down the road a good little piece to the nursing home and start my shift, my first first shift job at the nursing home. And so I can remember in my mind just thinking, I'm here with the devil. Like, this person is literally the devil. How do I get out of this situation and why am I still here? Why am I in this situation? Why have I dealt with this? Why am I dealing with this? And those are the only things that I can remember thinking my small child was not there when all these things were happening. So I'm grateful that she wasn't there at this time. I think my mother or his mother, somebody had her at that time. And I'm pretty sure it was his mother because he had isolated uh, my, my, my small child and myself so harshly from my family. We were so isolated. He was barely allowing us to see my family at all. You know, his mother could come and see us, but my family really wasn't allowed. So, and I can remember at five o'clock, I remember getting ready and going to work, you know, because he said, you're not gonna stay out of work. You're going, you know, you're gonna walk to work. And I remember walking and he said, I'm walking with you. I'm gonna make sure you go and you're there at that place. And the whole entire time, he threw, he would pick up like a rock, you know, like a big, good-sized rock, you know, that would fill his hand, and he was, and he would sling it and hit me in the back of the head with it, and then he would reach, he would reach up and grab just plugs out of my arms with his nails and just scratch and pull chunks of of my of my meat. I mean, you know, just and scratch me and, and pinch me and and uh, this went on until I got there and he, he had a cigarette and he was smoking it and he reached over with a cigarette and he, and he put that cigarette out of my arm and burnt me. And you know, you don't, back then I don't, you know, it's hard for me to go back to that time because I remember these things, right? But you're being so traumatized that you don't remember every little single, by every little single memory of it. You just remember you're being traumatized. You're being um, tortured by someone. And this is someone who you've had a child with, someone that's supposed to love you, someone that you married, someone that you gave your life to, you know, you, you promised for the rest of your life to love and to cherish. And it's so difficult to just conjure up every little single moment in this, you know, in that area, but in that time frame. 
<clears throat> but I can remember one, once I got to the nursing home and I went through the front doors, I was, of course I was squalling and gosh, I'm sure I just looked so traumatized and so worn out and so just petrified really. And the boss had pulled me into her office and asked me, you know, she, I think she knew that I was going through domestic violence at that time. I mean, I had never even heard the word, so I didn't even know that's even what I was going through. I just knew that I was being abused by my husband, the person that I married. And uh, she said, you need to call a family member. We'll cover for you if he comes here. And so he had threatened me. He said that, you know, he was going to watch me all day at work if if I was to leave my job, he was going to follow me around from room to room and he was going to kill me. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. So I was just terrified to stay there. And I can remember that my boss allowed me to leave work and she said, you know, go out the back door, call, call your family members, whoever you need to call. And I had, of course, called my grandmother. She always was there for me and was always there to rescue me. Um, so I left with her that day and what's so bad and I felt so like to even say this even on my podcast and you know as as the person I am today and the work the work that I do to help women I know that victims go back seven times before they leave their abusers it's a it's statistically been proven Um, So this is what happens, and if I'm not mistaken, I I wind up going back. I think that I went back one more time and then left after that. I think this was like right after I went back to him was like, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember after that, but I was so scared. Because he had threatened to kill my family, you know, he'd oftentimes threatened to burn them up in their house, and I didn't know what to do. I really didn't. At that time, I, you know, the police had been called in a previous time when I was being abused, and, you know, not putting law officers down at all, but, you know, the law officer that came out, I'd never, you know, touched, touched my abuser, but he, he threatened to put me in jail as well, and so I didn't trust the police. I didn't trust law enforcement. I didn't think that they were there for me. And, you know, I didn't think that I had a friend in them. And so that's why I never called. And I was also afraid because I got told, you know, if, if law enforcement pulls up, I'll just kill them too. So I didn't want no one to die, you know. And that, that, that was also a threat that he always made. You know, he would take out law enforcement if they were ever called into the situation or you know he would kill me and then kill himself or he'd kill he'd kill everybody and then kill me and himself so you know I think about these stories you know and I and I don't talk a whole lot about my stories I think I have shared I I shared a story you know several podcasts back about something but because one day I'm going to revisit these places. This is kind of like something that's in the works, um, hopefully this year. But, you know, I, I'm going to relive every spot, every spot where I was traumatized and where I was tortured. Because 
I think that it's important for me, and some people are not able to do that, but I want to be able to feel these things because after I left the abuse, I did not feel for many years, okay? I turned my feelings off, and I that really messed up my healing process throughout the years. So I didn't really start to heal until on into my 30s. And, you know, it's a journey for every single person. And, and a healing journey is different for everyone. So what's good for one person may not be good for the next. So, you know, my healing process may not be or, or may not be the right healing process for someone else. We all heal differently. So, you know, whatever that may be, look like for some people may look something different for someone else. Um, but I just decided to come on and do this solo podcast today because I think that it's very important for people to realize that you're not by yourselves, you're not alone, your story is um, important and it doesn't matter if you didn't go through physical abuse and you went through mental abuse or narcissistic abuse, you know, or manipulation, all of these things, your story is your story and, you know, it's important and your voice is important never forget how important your voice is because it makes you unique um your voice being heard is important your story your situation your life is important never forget those things because when times are hard and you think and you and, and say you're healing, you're in the middle of healing, and your confidence has, sh- has been shaken. Never forget how important and how much you are worth. Never forget your self-worth. And sometimes it's funny because I've had people say, well, you're just so strong, and, you know, you, you, you can overcome these things, and you can do this. But, hey, I'm only human. Everyone goes through moments. We all have moments in our lives. Um, but I hope that this podcast today, you know, helps someone out there that's listening. And, you know, it, it's not hard for me to be real. It's not hard for me to be authentic. But that's exactly who I am. I'm very real and authentic. And if this story this story resonates with you if this just this one story from three to four years of really hard abuse you know there's more to this story than just this one isolated incident but this is a tremendous incident something that happened that was very traumatic that you know I even blocked out for a few years and didn't even relive you know but I think that it was important for me to go back and relive this time. And I have relived it before, and I had thought about writing about it, you know, and doing a memoir and talking about the the isolated incidents that were so horrible that I was able to overcome. But, you know, that's the reason why we have to continue to talk about these things is so we can bring awareness and that people can be aware that things like this happen with a non-judgmental mindset because this could be one of your family members this could be your daughter your niece 
your cousin, your mama, your sister. Never say never. Never say, oh, my daughter or my niece or my cousin would never do this. She would never deal with this. She would never put up with this. Because you don't ever know what can happen. And love bombing. See, I was very much love bombed when I got with this person. He was he was this totally awesome guy, you know. And you think you know someone, but you sometimes you really don't know this person. You don't know what's to come. You know, there were several red flags, but I was just a kid, so I didn't, you know, even, even if I hadn't have been a kid, I went through another, you know, situation on in my 20s where I remarried another um, abusive man, but he wasn't physically abusive. He was just mentally abusive, you know, and so I think that we're just all humans and, you know, have some grace for people out here in this world. It's always good to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and walk in their shoes for a minute. There's nothing wrong with doing that, you know. But I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. This was just a spur of the moment, spontaneous episode. So, you know what? I really appreciate you guys for listening to me rant and just, not really rant, but just talk and um, just jabber because I do get bored sometimes and and with boredom comes stuff like this. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, let me jump on the podcast because I know that there hasn't been a podcast for a few weeks, but there is one coming up this coming Sunday. So I hope you guys stay tuned and listen to that podcast because, you know, it's important to listen to different stories and maybe you may learn something out of someone else's story that you didn't learn out of this story or you know you may it may raise resonate with your story but just know that your voice is important and that I appreciate you for listening so as long as someone is listening to this podcast we will just have to continue to talk and we will just have to continue the work because there's a lot of work to be done but I really do appreciate all of you guys for listening to me personally and I hope that you will continue to listen and put the word out I'm a survivor podcast and if you want to donate you don't want to go straight to this website on anchor you can do so it I have a cash out for the um the podcast and I, I normally don't put that out there you know because you know I, I just don't but it is survivor podcast and let me go see because I, so I just forgot what it was so I hold on one second and let me look that up for you guys the cash out is money sign survivor podcast 43 so if you want to make a donation every penny of this every penny of your donation will go toward the podcast and so I appreciate anything anyone does if you feel led to do that that's great if not that's great too but I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I hope that you had a wonderful Mother's Day yesterday was happy Mother's Day everybody all for all the mamas out there I appreciate all of you for um, supporting the podcast over the years it's it's been amazing and um, I'll catch you on the next podcast guys bye